Hey, it's Ryan Holiday. Welcome to another weekend episode of the Daily Dad Podcast. Somewhat unique recording conditions here. You may hear a valet behind me. I'm in this little tiny, not super well converted guest house at an Airbnb that we spent the last month here in West Hollywood. Um, heading back to Texas tomorrow, it looks like. And uh, it's been it's been quite a trip. Some parenting lessons we learned that I thought I would share, just some parenting things I've been reflecting on. Some of them you'll probably see in Daily Dad emails over the next couple months. Certainly some of the lessons will be reflected in decisions I'm making as a human being. But basically we had this idea, we wanted to spend a good chunk of the summer away. Things have been stressful lately at home and just uh, wanted to we have the money to, to, to travel. We have the job freedom to be able to work from anywhere. So why are we stuck in the same spot so much? And, you know, at some point in the future, we want to take our kids somewhere really, really cool, you know, spend a month in France or a month in Australia or whatever. But um, it struck us that at the age they are, um, they probably not only wouldn't appreciate all the uh uniqueness of a distant foreign location, but they would also resent and not be able to handle the flight super well. So we thought Los Angeles, uh, my wife's from Southern California, I'm from Northern California, we lived here a long time, and uh, had a bunch of stuff we wanted to do. There's some podcasts I needed to record uh, for the launch of Daily Dad and some other projects that had gotten rescheduled when I was here in the fall. So we booked a, this little two bedroom house with this guest house and a small pool right off Doheny Boulevard, or right off Doheny, uh, the border between Beverly Hills and the border between Beverly Hills and West Hollywood. Um, actually, I used to work right off Doheny at Doheny and Wilshire. That was my first job out of college. So a lot of memories from this area. And, and uh, it's been it's been really good. We took uh, not too much stuff with us. We took not too much work. We had really low expectations. All I had to do was some like maybe an hour a day of editing on the Justice book, which will be coming out next year. And so we didn't take really any other work with us. We tried to really see about automating stuff while we were gone. And um, we signed our kids up for a bunch of summer camps, which was awesome. It was sort of a surreal experience. They were going to this summer camp put on by the Parks and Rec Department here, but it was at one of the elementary schools in Beverly Hills. And so it was this kind of unique, weird, surreal experience of getting in the car in the morning as if we lived here, <laughs> driving, you know, a couple miles down the road and dropping the kids off at Beverly Hills, at an elementary school in Beverly Hills, as if that was normal, as if that was who we were, <laughs> as if that was the lifestyle we led and the, the, the peer group we had. And, uh, yeah, it was just, so that part of it was surreal, but what was unusual and rattling about it was just how much easier it was than our actual lives, right? Because we live in rural Texas. Uh, uh, we don't we don't go to the local elementary school. It's too far away. And so, you know, just the ease of like, hey, a one-mile commute to school every day where everything is well-run and well-organized and simple and straightforward and the kids don't scream for their iPads in the car because it's such a short drive and it's not a dirt road. And it was, uh, I think it was a window for us. You know, Tim Ferriss has this great question. He says, you know, what would easy look like, right? What would, if everything was operating well, if everything was simple, if everything was low stress, what would that look like for you? And I think it was great for us to see that 
by the way, if you hear that, as I said, there's the valet right behind me is parking cars. But, you know, what would easy look like? And I don't this is not the life that we want. It's not the life we would afford anyway or how I would tr choose to spend my money anyway. I don't want a seven million dollar tiny house here. Um, but. Uh, it was much easier, right? It was a glimpse into what things would be like when they were simple. And then this was compounded by the fact that because we're gone, we have pet sitters because we're gone. Someone took like we had someone uh, holding down the fort at the bookstore because we're gone. I batched a bunch of stuff before I left. We took on less commitments, right? Uh, there was just some stuff I couldn't do because I was away. Like because everything was handled, our life was just chiller and easier and we're, well, one of the things we're going to take back from this is, okay, if that's how you had to set it up while you were gone, well, then what would that cost to have it set up that way while you're home? Or what do you have to eliminate so it can be a little bit closer to that, right? Just multiple times, my wife and I just sort of looked at ourselves and said, we need to make our life more like this vibe. This vibe, we're getting along better. The kids are getting along better. The kids are doing better. Just everything is better. So I'm going to be making some changes when I get home. And, and I I often think about that on vacation. I don't think of vacation as running away from my life. I think about it as experimenting with different kinds of lives, different kinds of places, different vibes, different you know, trying different things. And then I want to bring some of that home. I want to make changes to get closer to it. Or I want to, you know, maybe we decide to come back here more often. So it was just a glimpse into what easy looks like. You know, um, the, uh, the, the camps were great. The people there were great. The teachers were great. All the stuff was great. Just a little bit different than the kind of kinds of people, the kinds of things we're doing in, where we are. But it's not because they don't exist. It's because we haven't put out, haven't put, as much work into finding those things. My routine lately has been, I run in the afternoon and then in the sweltering Texas heat, I get in my cold plunge. I have it set to about 39 degrees. I try to do it for three minutes or so, about 11 minutes a week, they say. And it's just been amazing and transformative. The research shows there's a bunch of amazing health benefits to using a cold plunge. I suspect that's all true. I've felt them. But to me, the main benefit, the stoic benefit, is doing the hard thing, subjecting yourself to the hard, uncomfortable thing, treating the body rigorously so that it's not disobedient to the mind, as Seneca says. That's why I like my cold plunge. And I got a really awesome one from the folks over at Plunge. Uh, Pete Holmes recommended them to me, and I got one from them. It sits uh, over by the side of my house. It's got an awesome cover on it, cool dial. It just does everything I need it to do. It's more than a physical experience. It's, it's a mindset shift. You can discover how the cold plunge can help you embody the virtues of discipline and courage and tranquility, forging a stronger and more resilient version of yourself. I found so much solace in mine. I think you'll really enjoy yours. If you want to test your stoic wisdom and unleash your true potential, embrace the cold plunge and discover a life of resilience, tranquility, and transformative growth. You can visit plunge.com today and get 150 bucks off your order using code HOLIDAY150. That's plunge.com and promo code HOLIDAY150 at checkout.
I would say like one of the interesting things, like when I'm on not working as much, when I don't have as much demands on my t- time, one of the things I really, I like, I just like doing more child. I, I like being much more involved with the kids. Like I drove them to camp every day. I took them huge chunks of the day when my wife kept caught up on sleep or hung out with friends. Like I, I, when I take a break, I'm not like, Oh, I want to like go party or I want to do this or I wanna, like, I just, spent lots and lots of time with the kids and I took more of the mental load probably than I normally do at home. Like not intentionally. I wasn't, it's not like intentionally I wasn't taking so much of the mental load at home, but I took a lot more of it here. And it gave me first off a glimpse more into my wife's uh, sort of frame of mind, the burden she carries around. And it made me think, okay, I want to do better at that. And also I just got so much more enjoyment out of it. We were so, we, we, all came closer as a family. It was just great. And I think it was that we did it for such a long period of time, like exactly 31 days. We really were able to get into a new routine, try a different life, experiment. The old ways of doing things sort of fell away. So it was just a, it was just a great experience all around there. And that's the other thing I think we noticed is like we were driving a couple of days ago and my I, I said to my wife, you know, I think this is the first summer that we've ever had in our lives. And what we realized is we were driving around all places we used to live, things we used to do. Like, I dropped out of college. Riverside is about an hour and, and a half from here, depending on traffic. Uh, and I came to L.A. and I started working. And I worked all that summer, so I didn't have that summer. And then I, I left school and went into the real world. She spent another year or so in college. We moved here. And then I went from this talent agency to American Apparel, that was all crazy. Then we moved to New Orleans to write my first book. I've basically been writing a book every summer since 2011. And when I wasn't writing books, I was starting companies and giving talks. And before we had kids, like the summer wasn't particularly significant, right? Like it all time was the same. You'd travel whenever and you kind of didn't do things in the summer because they were more expensive or more busy. And then our kids weren't in school until relatively recently because of the pandemic because of their the way their birthdays line up so like they were never out of school for us to be like oh this is the window that we have to do it so it was very interesting and cool to be like oh yeah this is like we we're getting just you learn obviously with kids about the importance of routine and schedule but this is the first time seasonally we're really into it and it was we didn't get caught up in stuff. We took this month. And we've got a couple other things we're doing until they go back to school in a few weeks. But it was really, you know, it was almost like a return to childhood in our own way where it's like, no, no, this is the summer when we do it. This is the, you know, this is the window. And so really realizing, okay, this is this is going to be the rhythm of our lives for a long time going forward and going to have to make plans and, you know, changes and around the idea that this is the window we do things. So what do we want to do next July? What do we want to do the July after that? Or, you know, what are the things we want to cross off the list? And and then how do we build up to those plan for them, save for them, etc. So, you know, sort of just, it's just been, you know, it's been a really wonderful experience. It's been kind of transporting us back to, you know, old friends and old places and, you know, sort of a familiarity that we had here. And then also things are so different. And then it's allowed us to compare and contrast to our, you know, wonderful lives in Texas. It's not like we're dreading going home. We're very excited about it. But um, 
you know, looking forward to trying to carry some of this energy. Did a lot of awesome stuff. We went to Legoland, did a four hour podcast with Jocko Willink while I was down there. We went to Disneyland. That was cool. Uh, went to the Greystone Mansion a couple of times. The kids really liked that. We went to the beach. Uh, and then just a lot of afternoons in the pool. Uh, they made a bunch of friends at their camps, saw people we knew. We spent a lot of time in the little, the little swimming pool here at the house. And then just kind of did nothing but just be somewhere else. And it's been wonderful. And I hope some of these lessons are helpful for you. Really, the idea of what it would what it would look like if it was easy. What are the things about vacation you, traveling you, in a different location you, that are illustrative, that are helpful, and how do you carry those back to your actual life? To me, that's really how you get the most out of a trip. Our in-laws came out for a chunk. That was nice. My parents came out for a visit. That was cool. We saw my wife's sister who has a new baby, so my kids got to see a cousin and uh, I got to see a nephew. That was fun. There's just a, you know, a bunch of awesome stuff. The only things that I didn't get to do, I wanted to go to the Getty Villa, I wanted to take the kids, so we'll have to come back to do that. And um, I wanted to get out to Riverside to run on Mount Rubido, but I probably would have died of heat exhaustion. So uh, I'll have to save that for another season also. But all around, great trip, great experience. We'll be back here very shortly. Sam and I will be recording some weekend episodes at the studio at the Painted Porch, which is currently being remodeled and fixed up. So everything should be better across the board there. That's the Daily Dad podcast. Check out the Daily Dad book. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to all of you again soon. As I was making my kids breakfast this morning, I put the food on the plate and then I walked over and I dropped one little thing on each of their plates and then I threw one in my mouth. It was a high vitamin. They're for kids. The kids love them. I figure it can't hurt for me to have one too. Haya is a pediatrician approved super powered chewable vitamin created by, by two dads who are tired of children's vitamins that cause more problems than they solve. Haya is made with zero sugar, zero gummy junk, but it tastes great. It kind of tastes like a Smarty basically, and it's perfect for picky eaters. Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door in a package families can love. So parents have one less thing to worry about. It's actually some really cool packaging. You get this like on a glass bottle and they send you the new bag every month. It's made from a blend of 12 farm fresh fruits and vegetables, supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help support and support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain functions, mood, teeth, bones, and more. And your first month, as I said, comes with a reusable glass bottle that your kids can personalize with stickers. And then every month, Highest sends a no plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins. And we've worked out an exclusive offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamins. Daily Dad listeners receive 50% off their first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash Daily Dad or enter code Daily Dad at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A Health.com slash Daily Dad. HayaHealth.com slash Daily Dad to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Full discount is applied at checkout. Hey, you're listening to the Daily Dad Podcast, one meditation a day inspired to help you do your most important job, which is be a great father. These are meditations inspired by ancient wisdom, psychological research, and just great strategies from normal dads just like you. Thanks for listening.